0: Welcome to Smiling Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and on this episode, we are joined by Christy Rucker to talk about seven ways you can simplify your homeschool. What she has to share is encouraging and helpful, and we hope you enjoy. Before we begin, I just wanna say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. Check out a free demo of their new 4.0 version of the curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. Now, let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson.
1: Well, hey, everybody. We're glad you could join us on the Smiling Homeschooler. We've got a special guest today. I'm super excited what uh, our guest, Christy Rucker, is going to share with us. Um, but uh, before we, I tell you everything, you know, like we'll, what we're going to ask her and um, why we're having her on the show, um, I'd just like to welcome her and maybe ask her to tell us a little bit about herself so you know who you're listening to.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Todd. So I'm Christy. I have two boys, a 12-year-old and a 14-year-old who I've homeschooled for many, many years. Um, and I work for the State Homeschool Association in Pennsylvania. And um, I write as well for the homeschool community. Um, I've written for the Old Schoolhouse Magazine, Practical Homeschooling, um, you know, our state association, and I wrote a book on homeschooling. So... Awesome.
0: That's me. Well, we're excited to have you. I haven't been a Chia in years. Uh that was always or heave, he, actually I'm she, sorry. Which oh, one she's is a, it actually? A chap chap, okay. chap. Yeah. i love chap we used to i don't know did you ever go to the back when it was at uh you know the huge huge parking lot at the state or the what was it the state fairgrounds Col-
1: yeah it was i think it was a fairgrounds I don't or know. something not know we like that. loved Hager it there though build. we would
0: always ride our bikes around the huge parking lot after the conventions and it,
1: it was awesome
0: but well how did you get into homeschooling back at the at the time did you do it from the very beginning and kind of what swayed that decision
2: so we started out in public school and my oldest did kindergarten and first grade at our local public school. And um, in, when he started second grade, he started having panic attacks at school. Mm. And um, he has Asperger's, but we didn't know at the time. That's usually a later diagnosis because it doesn't really start showing up until they hit maybe second grade. Mm. Um, so I pulled him and then his younger brother did two to three months of kindergarten But when i pulled the older one of course the younger one wanted to be home too so um i did it thinking it would be temporary but it ended up being amazing and we Mm -hmm. stuck with it so
1: what did your early days look like i mean as (laughs) as you started that because you know i i've heard so many stories of parents, you know, who back in the day, you know, they bought all their, Steve Demi, the math guy will say, you know, he, he bought all his kids recorders, you know, the little flute things, um, because (laughs) that's what homeschoolers needed to do. And they dressed the part and they did, you know, all those little things that we all started with, but what did your homeschool look like?
2: Well, we came out of public school, right? So I thought it had to look like public school. Um, we, I mean, I almost killed us. It was—it was not. It was really bad. Um, and actually, the school gave us textbooks to use. They were trying to be, you know, helpful. And um, it was a disaster. So I knew that wasn't going to work. And I bought like all the curriculum with all the check boxes, and you know, we did really long days, and we were all miserable. That's—that was really our first year. Was we were miserable well yeah.
1: I, well i just let everybody know because not everybody's watching this some of them are just listening to it she is a real homeschooler because she has like a, a microscope in the I'm, background yeah, i don't official. know yeah. I, I i assume that's a, just a prop um no! i got
2: that for 30 dollars it's a it's a real microscope
1: it's amazing. all right all right well here's the reason why we're having christy with us today because uh i don't know a couple weeks ago i was reading a um uh, a, a newsletter uh, an e-newsletter um sent out by chia which is the california homeschoolers Educa- home educators association a great organization and that's why Ben. Said that's chia why i had there. it stuck in my mind i was right, like oh you right. said
0: chia and then but i was like, hey, saw it. this and
1: and i don't they send out a, probably a weekly um uh, email and and they always have a, a, a you know like the main article and then they have some others and and i guess i was intrigued by this title of seven, seven ways to simplify your homeschool. Um, and, uh, so that's, I, I read the seven ways and I was, I was just, uh, intrigued and I loved what you had to say. Um, and we'll, we're going to come back to this at the end, but what was sold me is that, uh, uh, you don't come from an easy state to homeschool in. And I think there are a lot of moms out there who are like, I'd love to simplify my homeschool. You know, I hate the way I'm doing it now. I just, I'm barely keeping my head above water. In fact, I'm not above water. Um, uh, But you know, my state requires these things. And as we were talking just before, you're from Pennsylvania, which is, as you said, the second hardest state um, following New York. Um, But before we talk about that part, um, let's just jump right in. And um, I've got these seven points and I, here's how we're gonna work it. I'm just gonna kind of give you the your first point and then you can talk about it. So here's the first way to simplify your homeschool. You wrote, start with less and add more later. What does that mean?
2: Yeah, so um, the opposite of what we did my first year. I <laughs> bought all the curriculum, <laughs> right? And I bought all the enrichment activities and I bought all the workbooks um, and we didn't use half of it. Probably. Um, So I just always tell new homeschool moms start with the bare minimum, make a list of what you want, because we all have our dream list. Right. I don't know if everybody loves curriculum as much as I do, (laughs) but I I have a long list of things I would love for us to do. And it all looks amazing. And then I say cut that in half Hmm. and you don't need to buy all the enrichment workbooks, all the activity books. Just start with the basics. Because we live in a time where you can order something and it can be in your door in two to three days. So if you find in two or three weeks that you need that enrichment book or you want to add a little something more in, then you can purchase it. Otherwise, you're going to purchase a lot of things that you're really not going to have time to use.
1: Now, you did say um, that the that you know you can you can decide those things but you know for a mom listening and she's like i don't know how to decide those things what would be the some of those like for you if you were going to start you know simple or basic and then add in what would those things be
2: so definitely um well elementary right you have the three Mm -hmm, Mm R's. so you're gonna want um a math You're, you're gonna want a math thing um a math curriculum um, one, don't buy any of the enrichment, you know, there's all these extra workbooks you can buy. Um, and then you have writing. So you're going to maybe want a writing curriculum. And I think later we'll get to, do you really need a curriculum? But, um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, a science book, buy the textbook. Don't buy all the notebooking pages and all that stuff yet until you're sure you have time for that in your day. Um, history, same thing, you know, pick a spine for history um, or do biographies, but maybe don't buy the um, activity book that tells you how to make the sugar cube pyramids or, you know, you know and oh, those yeah. are fun. They're amazing, but you might not have time for them. And then you spent $50 on oh, this yeah. book you're not using.
0: Well, you mentioned it a couple times here and maybe I'm just, you know, been out of it for a little bit, but the whole, like you say, which point two was skip the enrichment activities. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I know we had some of those. I didn't, we didn't use that word specifically, but I like that. So maybe explain what that is and what to skip.
2: Yeah. So, um, being blessed with the sun with Asperger's, he likes efficiency. He does not like fluff at all. Mm. So this was an easy one for us where um, we don't do science projects. We just don't do them. We read the science textbook, they learn what they need to learn and we get in and get out, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying if your child loves science projects, do science projects, but don't feel like you have to do them. Um, There was one writing curriculum we had where every piece of writing they turned into a craft. So it, it was, Holy it moly. took a long time. So <laughs> we, we cut that out. We didn't do the craft part. We just did the writing right. part. I mean, it was mm-hmm. cute. It looked great on Instagram, but yeah, it took time.
1: Yeah, And and, the, and your point in this, again, is to simplify. Yes. If, you, if you're loving spending 12 hours a day in homeschooling, go for it. But if you're if you're feeling like, again, you can't keep your head above water and you're not smiling anymore, your kids aren't smiling anymore, you can forget this. And I think and maybe I'll just I ask you Christy because it's interesting to me that um so many parents feel like that that homeschooling means I've got to do the experiments, I've got to do the hands-on things. Um cuz we're kind of, you know, kind of led to believe that's what real loving learning does. But I think it's so interesting because even my kids, you know, will watch uh maybe a video on them making something. We didn't make it, we didn't get any of the ingredients, we didn't but somehow my kids still enjoyed the process of watching them make it. And I wonder if, you know, if you like that kind of stuff that you could just watch somebody else do it and it feels like you did it yourself.
2: Right. Yeah, And, you know, in my book, I talk about the book expands right on all these ideas. Right. And I said, you know, those things don't have to happen during the school day. That can be a weekend thing. So it takes the pressure off of you for mm. your, you know, the school day that you want to have. And then on Saturday, you're making the sugar cube pyramids or Whatever else you want
0: to do. It is weird that there's this like pressure that somehow your kid's not going to develop okay if they don't dissect an owl pellet. Like, it's just kind of like, I mean, I've never been in a situation where it's like, man, I'm glad I cut up that baby pig when I was little. You know, like, it just seems like such a, you know, I don't know. And, and again, watch the video. That would get a lot. And honestly, like, especially our age group, like the younger audience crowd now, you know, I think is really used to that, you know, with games, with all sorts of stuff. They're used to the watching other people do stuff on YouTube. So uh, I think that is not an uh, invalid option. potentially. Well, I'll tell
1: you, you know, even that, well, again, watching, you know, we would still sit there. I mean, if Bob Ross, the guy with the big hair, paints that little thing, we'd all sit there and go for a half hour, watch this guy paint a happy little mountain with a little cloud there in the background Mm -hmm. and, and, and we're totally okay. It was like we learned something and my wife didn't have to prepare anything. I didn't have to get the canvas out. Nobody had to do anything. Um, well, this next one, um, I know this, this might be hard for a lot of moms because you say pare down assignments to save time and energy. Um, now I know what all those words mean, but what do they mean together?
2: Yeah, so um, I'll just use an example from our own um, homeschooling career is we had a, a math curriculum. This is, We actually used teaching textbooks. We switch
1: okay. um, to
2: teaching textbooks from this other one. And um, they th- th- it was taking us an hour and 15 minutes in third grade to do math. And that's too long. I mean, yeah. It's just too long. Um, so what I started doing, and I felt so guilty at the time, was I would cross out like, every third problem. Mm-hmm. And then I started crossing out every other problem. right? <laughs> and then I realized I was getting away with it and my kids were still learning. So mm-hmm. what now what I do is, you know, they might only do five or six problems. And if they know how to do it, we move on. Like we don't spend hours going through worksheets if they already know how to do it
0: yeah mm. no i remember mom doing that exact thing she'd be like look through it real quick here's the four things do those and then you're good because i remember we had something where it was literally this just huge sheet of where you just did this whatever you learned you would just do those a hundred times or whatever it was you know like different mm. versions and it there was times where like for a day we were like oh look how fast i can do it and then it was just like this is taking forever and we never did that again so uh, but again for some moms
1: that's really really hard christy i yeah. mean there are there are moms who say Well, obviously these educational experts knew that 43 problems was the amount that my child, and that's just not true. Uh,
2: And and I say, you know, that that those curriculums are made for a very wide range of students. mm -hmm. And some students need 45 problems to get the concept. Some students need three, (laughs) you know, so you know your student best. And uh, the whole reason we homeschool is to tailor to our children, their education, so.
1: And do you think i mean i mean to me and i think my wife does the same thing but uh, every once in a while she'll ask me to do this school because she's doing something else and we 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 have that luxury but i think you when you hear this in your head like this is stupid or why are we doing so many that's kind of like god saying to you you can cut this one out or you know and and that's okay well, so one of the ones, and
0: you kind of, I think, alluded to it a little bit, but you, it's pretty self-explanatory, but maybe tell us how you know, this looked in your guys's, which is create a time boundary for your homeschool day. How did you guys do that? What did yours look like?
2: Yeah, so um, like I said, the first year or two, we really like, drudged through, and it was hours, and it, we were miserable. And finally, I just thought, we can't do this anymore. So for us, it meant after 12 o'clock noon, we did not do school we stopped at noon, no matter what we got done that day. Um, And that clock kept ticking. So if the dog is chewing something or like throwing up out in the kitchen, I have to deal with that, that clock kept ticking. Um, You know, or if if you have a baby and the baby has a diaper blowout, that clock keeps ticking. But also you could do like hours. So we want to do three hours of school a day or four hours of school a day. Maybe it's in the afternoon. So it's just setting that boundary of this is the time we're doing school and once it's done it's done and if math takes two hours and all we did was math that day we're just going to move on and pick up again the next day Mm
1: -hmm. so you're not one of those those moms who (laughs) that i see on vacation who's who's forcing their kids to get in there two hours of whatever because or because they didn't get it done yesterday now you just you've kind of set those limits. And so it's always the same.
2: Yeah. And I think because we started out in public school and I volunteered at the school every day. Mm. So I saw what really was taught in the schools and I saw that they didn't get everything done that they planned Mm. either. So that kind of gave me an edge because I realized those teachers planned a lot of things. And then maybe the class was rowdy or, and and nothing, nothing got done the way they thought it was going to either. So Mm.
0: I'm going to do an ad real quick here, but the part it's, it's just a bummer to me. Cause like, you know what you were just mentioning, you know, with, you know, if you only do two hours of math and then that hits you to your time, that's okay. I, that is 100% true. That's what our family did. And the, the bummer part is, I think that is sounds so radically scary to so many people but like i guarantee that if you're doing that and not one at two hours of math and that's it it will naturally your kid will be okay but like it's hard to you know until you're done with it you can't really get the proof's hard you know for moms to see that necessarily until after they've already finished it but you know these are moms that we've had on our podcast who are saying it does work even if you don't have to spend eight hours a day doing every single subject to completion it's gonna be okay. And we did that in my family and every one of my siblings has turned out great. You know, your family has. It's just so it's such a it's so sad that so many people are just locked to that and, you know, it will be they'll finish and they'll have hated it potentially, or their kids will be angry, or whatever it was, and they could have been okay without that. But Anyways, real quick here, we're gonna do a quick uh, ad for teaching textbooks. Uh, as Cat, uh, Christy said, she and her family use teaching textbooks. Our families use teaching textbooks for many, many years and we've loved it. Uh, we believe that they are the math curriculum that helps homeschoolers smile more. So that is why we love working with them. Uh, they have a new version that launched earlier, well, I guess it was late last year, uh, which is version 4.0, which includes a lot of new features. Um, it has a sketch mode so you, you know your child can work out problems right within their curriculum. Uh, includes animations, audio, uh, new uh, grade, dating op- uh, our grade dating options and also you can search through it for a particular topic if you need a refresh. Um, but the whole, the whole math curriculum is just super interactive and just uh, all of our, my siblings learned better with it and we really, really believe in it. So uh, you should go check out a free demo over at teachingtextbooks.com.
1: Okay, so let me um, review those first five ways to simplify your homeschool. The first one is start with less and add more later. The second is skip the enrichment activities. The third one is pare down assignments to save time and energy. The fourth one is to create a time boundary for your homeschool day. And the fifth one, <laughs> bum, 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 bum. You said, don't use a curriculum at all. Um, you wanna expand upon that, Christy?
2: um so this me this i think this would be the scariest one like does that feel like like, this is the one like no moms are like no i can't
0: (laughs) you've crossed Um, lines
2: (laughs) so um and i'm one of those people like oh yeah i could totally do that and so uh, we use a lot of books right and i think you know the charlotte mason community they will kind of understand that like they have their living books and all that stuff
1: hey christy Um, why don't you um Maybe for those who might not know Charlotte Mason, um, because I don't think as many you know as did, you know, back in the day, you know, in a nutshell, what is kind of Charlotte Mason when they use those words?
2: Yeah. So Charlotte Mason was really big about using what she called living books and not twaddle. And I think that that word kind of tells you what the living books are, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of using junk or instead of using dry textbooks, you would read biographies for history, mm-hmm. right? Or you would read these really great um, nonfiction science books. And they just have really rich language and they're really interesting. Um, so the Charlotte Mason community is really big on mm-hmm. using those kind of books. Um, now we don't do Charlotte Mason, although I do pull things um, from her philosophies. But if you take that and you think about, so for Shakespeare, right? For Shakespeare, we did read a Shakespeare biography and then we read um the the play and and that was it like i didn't pull in a curriculum with enrichment activities and questions and then i just think up my own questions we use a lot of discussion so um for science we might just learn about a topic and then we discuss it Mm -hmm. same thing with history um even math like there there have been times this year especially where um we've just stop with the math curriculum and we've just done problems and I've taught them. I make like a worksheet up by hand. Um, spelling is enough. I, I feel like spelling's the easiest one to start with. So if you're listening and you're afraid to do your own curriculum, start with spelling, hmm. print a free spelling list off the internet and have them learn that write it three, four or five times each word. Um, There's no need for crossword puzzles, word searches. (laughs) And you
1: would would say that those are those enrichment activities.
2: Yes, those would be. But if you buy a spelling curriculum, that's what's in it. Uh, I know it. it's filled with them. It's filled
1: with them, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it's really unnecessary. I think Mm. money-wise and time-wise, unless your child's into that, then that's fine. But um, yeah, so we just, we use books that's all we use. And I, we discuss, we discuss a lot of things. And then, you know, I might have them write a paper on Egypt. So if we read a bunch of books about Egypt, then at the end of that section, they'll write a five paragraph essay. Mm -hmm. So,
1: and what, what age group, like, uh, as soon as you write, say five paragraph essay, you know, there's some moms out there and it's like, well, my eight-year-old can't write a five paragraph essay.
2: (laughs) No, I'm not even sure my eighth grader can write a- <laughs> it. <Right, right, right. laughs> I sit there with him and walk him through it. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, a, a paragraph, a couple of sentences, or, you know, with an eight-year-old. No, they tell you, and you mm-hmm. type it out on the computer and print it out. Like, that's, right, yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, and I wonder, like, and, and a lot of these curriculums are made by amazing people. Obviously, we work with one teaching textbooks, but I mean, they do want you to feel like you're getting your values worth and that they have other options. So I do think there is some to, you know, maybe adding a little bit extra or giving more on there just so it's like, wow, look at all this stuff that comes with this curriculum. But you know, the actual basics uh, may actually be a lot simpler than uh, otherwise uh, presented. But your sixth point is keep your planning and organization methods minimal. Elaborate on that if you would.
2: Yeah, so I hear moms and I've done this um, will plan out their entire year
0: hmm.
2: and, and then it just doesn't work. Um, so I give the example in the article and um, elaborate a little bit more in the book about how one year I saw this woman on YouTube who had a crate and in the crate she had a file folder for each child each week and she would put that child's assignments and she had the whole year right there in that crate well I'm an overachiever so I created that but I had a crate for each child Ooh. and then I had 180 because I 180 <laughs> days and I sat all summer long wow. I, I mean hours I mean I spent hours hundreds of hours, putting all their assignments. And if it was a reading assignment, I would write it on the little index card, like read pages, you know, and you don't know in the summer what's gonna happen in January, what's gonna happen in February. Um, Or
1: or the second day of school. Yes,
2: (laughs) yes. yes. So that crashed and burned um, and I learned my lesson. (laughs) So now I just keep a very simple um, three ring binder where I track our days on a calendar I have a plan of what we want to do as far as books. And then each day we just do a little bit and we just move through, right? And I kind of know like, okay, I want to read this many chapters a week, but I don't plan it all out. If I do, it's a week or two in advance. Mm-hmm. That's it. And then I see where we are and reevaluate.
1: Yeah. And my wife would say, my my wife is a huge fan of just kind of a, a grab and go curriculum that she can pick it up and it tell she. And she kind of does the next thing. So like in reading, if she reads this chapter today, tomorrow she reads the next chapter, but some of those curriculum might say, you know, read this and ask these two questions. Now my wife usually doesn't ask the questions because she doesn't like the questions, but it it kind of, she doesn't do that long-term planning
2: and those curriculums are great where you know we have used them mm-hmm. but i even found that i would modify those so I don't, maybe mm-hmm. i'm a rebel but mm-hmm. i you know we would just move through it at our own pace and if we didn't finish there was one i bought and it was a big it was a, a lot and we ended up stretching it over two years mm-hmm. so
1: yeah and that's okay and that's okay mm-hmm. um i'll let ben ask the next question but um, or maybe I was, I, I got lost track cause I'm going, I'm going to go back just a little bit. You know, um, when you say don't use curriculum, at all at curriculum at all. Do you think that homeschoolers, cause there are some homeschoolers who are listening who are brand new to this. Do you think sometimes we start, you know, with our little piles and then we kind of gravitate to that place, you know, where we can say, you know what, I don't, I don't need this anymore. Um, because it's okay to just start where you're at, you know, because I know that some people will say, oh, just write your own curriculum. And as soon as they say, just write your own curriculum, right. it sounds like, whoa.
2: And, you know, that's definitely, and that's different for every person mm-hmm. because some people, I know women who just jump right in with that, They're you know, their first, right. not that I am in all of them because that would not have been me. <laughs> um, but yet, I mean, you need that handholding, I think in the beginning, but that's where it's just, you have to know it's okay to not follow it a hundred percent and stress yourself out and cry because you're quote behind yeah. in the curriculum. That's, you have to have permission Um to just be flexible with
1: it. Yeah. Well your last point, number seven, was only teach a few subjects. Um how does that how is that different with maybe starting with less and add more later?
2: Yeah, so the starting with less add more later is maybe by subject, right? Mm-hmm. So um I think I'm not sure if it was the article or my book where I gave the example of, you know, I bought the history book and then I bought the history enrichment activities and then I bought the history worksheets and Um, So that's within the subject. The um, this point is you don't even have to do some subjects. And it's very tempting because there's a lot of really good stuff out there. So, um, you know, clay modeling or (laughs) photography, these all these really great like electives um, are wonderful, but you don't need them. Mm. So if you just stick to the basics, it makes it more simple. It makes your day go slower. I mean, I'm sorry, it makes your day go faster. Mm -hmm. And um, if you want to, you can add them in later. But I think there's this pressure in the homeschool community. I'm sorry, even in all households, even (laughs) public school, right? They're like, oh, they have to have this and they have to do this and we have to have this sport and we have to, um, yeah, It's it's better to keep it simple and then let your child find their interest
1: maybe
0: outside of school okay
1: were you gonna say something i'm just
0: gonna say uh and maybe you're gonna go into this but the whole pennsylvania thing in relation to all of these um how that kind of interacts because as you said earlier pennsylvania is one of probably the second hardest state in the country to homeschool but you're able to do this you know in pennsylvania so maybe and, and we've had moms say from michigan which theoretically is basically good luck, you know, do whatever, you know, which is great, you know, and it's very easy, but they still think it's hard. So how would you address that? And maybe kind of explain a little bit on how you interact with Pennsylvania being a tough state and still doing this?
2: Yeah, so I'm kind of philosophical about it, right? So there there are required subjects. Um, and then I ask myself, but w- what does history mean? What does math totally. mean? And there's a lot of wiggle room within those requirements. And I think it's just having the bravery to question um, what really those subjects mean. Um, one of our requirements is 180 days. So I asked myself, what does a day of school really mean? <laughs> you know, <laughs> Did we do school today if we um, planted a garden outside? Um, now in our state, we even have unschoolers. And I'm not sure for those who don't know what unschooling is, they have no curriculum um, unless the child chooses it. If the child wants, it's very child led, very, very uh-huh. child led. And they make it work. And it's just really being felt philosophical about what is an education. Mm-hmm. What what? So here's the box. What fits into that box?
1: Okay, so answer that question you just said. Does working out in the garden all that day, does that count as school? And the answer is... Yes, yeah, Yes, it does. And you don't say that, really, because I know a lot of people will say, yes, it does. Wink, wink. This is not a wink, wink thing. This is a with 100 percent integrity. Yes, it is. And really, the public schools, they, they've copied us. They take their kids out and work in a garden. They go out and walk in the woods. They teach their kids how to share and to be kind because all those things count as school. And they're really, really important things.
2: That is right. And, you know, a school day does not have to be you hitting every single subject. Mm -hmm. You can almost block your days, right? So, like, we're going to work in the garden, and it's going to be science and math and whatever else we can fit into that. And then the next day, we're going to do art, and that's going to be – so it doesn't – it's very flexible. It sounds very scary when you're looking at some of these harder states. And then, you know, we have our evaluations at the end of the Mm -hmm. year where someone looks at our school and basically evaluates us. Mm. And that could be really scary. However, most of these evaluators know—you know—they know—they know about child education. They're all teachers, mm. and they know how children learn. Right. And it's—it's it's different for every child, and they know that. And they're just looking for progress. They're looking for the story of the education. Um, so it—it it, it sounds scary, but it isn't. And the school district is not breathing down my neck, you know. Right, right. Um, they, they don't really question what I do as long as I'm meeting those basic requirements by the law.
1: Right, and you have some leeway in what those basic requirements are as well.
2: Yes, and you know, I need to, my what I say is if we have to go to court, right? Cause that's in Pennsylvania, that's what would happen. Like if there's, mm. a, um, if they think that I am not doing a good job educating my children um, they would take me to court and they would try to get the children back in public school. So I need to be confident that I can go to court and say, this is what we learn doing this. And this is what, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, it, it's that creativity of saying, this is how they're learning and why. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah. And there's freedom in that. Yeah. Well, Chrissy, I know people um, are gonna want maybe a little bit more um, and they can, they can find your book, uh, The Simple Homeschool. Um, they can find that on Amazon, correct? Yep. And b- say they want to get a hold of you and they want to ask, they're like, but I don't want to go to jail, you know, <laughs> and they're not going to go to jail. And you come to Indiana and you can just let your kids run with the wolves and they're okay with that. <laughs> um, but how might they get a hold of you?
2: Yeah, sure. So um, you can message me on Facebook. It's Christy Rucker. Um, On Instagram, it's at Christy Rucker. Um, Also, chat. So if you especially are in Pennsylvania, um, chat the Christian Homeschool Association of Pennsylvania. I work for them. Um, If you send an email to them and say, for Christy, they'll forward that to me. Um, And we're having some conferences coming up and I'll be teaching, hmm. this will be a, um, a, a workshop. This whole, that we're talking about here will be a workshop. That's and awesome. also just how to comply with the law here.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so yeah, any of those ways.
1: Well, Christy, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for giving some of your time. I know it's uh, a little late here. Um, and uh, But you know I hope that a lot of moms were encouraged just by your words and the smile on your face and uh, knowing that you can do this and not have to be afraid. Um, so thanks for being on the show. Have for having me. And we'll have to do it again sometime.
2: It sounds good.
0: Thanks for joining us for another episode. We hope what Christy had to share gives you freedom to relax and homeschool the way you want to, and to not feel pressured to conform to someone else's standards. Also, we want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. Check out their newest 4.0 version of the curriculum, which includes a ton of new features, including new animations, grade dates, search features, and an interactive sketch mode. For a free demo, go to teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.